Hey everyone, PJ Mills here, and we're back with another episode of Scratch That. And today on the podcast, we have a special guest who's actually a returning guest, the incredible Stephen Dunn. I'm back, boys. Oh yeah. So, uh, today, instead of doing an album uh, review, what we're going to do is we're going to actually discuss a topic. But before we jump in, uh, let's go ahead and get this podcast started off correctly. I'm PJ Mills. And I'm Melanie Mills. And I'm Steven. And you're listening to Scratch That, our solution for the musical itch. Like I said, we're going to be discussing a topic today, and this topic, I think, uh, is a rather infamous question, and the question is, what is rock music? And yes, I am talking about the genre, not Dwayne Johnson's playlist. So um, before we jump into our personal kind of definitions of what rock music is and what we feel uh, the genre should be defined as, I'm going to actually just kind of define rock music um, based on the Encyclopedia <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica, words are so hard, and what they define rock music as is, and, th- and again, I apologize because this is a bit of a non-answer to a certain extent, but they basically say, dictionary definitions of rock music are problematic, not least because the term is different depending on where you're from. There is a basic agreement that rock is a form of music with a strong beat, but it is difficult to be much more explicit. The Collins Co-Build English Dictionary, based on a vast database of British usage, suggests that rock is a kind of music with simple tunes and a very strong beat that is played and sung, usually loudly, by a small group of people with electric guitars and drums. But there are so many exceptions to this description that it is practically useless. And that whole... A little paragraph was uh, from Encyclopedia Britannica. But obviously, like, you know, I kind of said before, this is basically a non-answer because it kind of says, oh, yeah, uh, this is what some people think it means, but it doesn't necessarily always work that way. So obviously everyone has their own personal definition of what they think rock music is. So I wanted to kind of start out by having each of us go around and basically describe what we consider to be rock music. And this is our what rock music is to us personally. This isn't like, give me the exact definition. So when it comes to rock music, what do you think that sounds like? Melanie? Yeah. Um, so for me, I can say that I feel like uh, rock music is just something that completes me. It's something that is not, you know, fake. When I see these musicians up on stage, they're not, you know, trying to be something that they're not necessarily. Um, It's just a very authentic form of music. It's, you know, instruments at their purest, lyrics at their most vulnerable. I just think that that is that is at least good rock music. Um, but I do think that there's different kinds of rock music, and um, I'm sure we'll go into that in this podcast. But yeah, the thing yeah. is, is that it's just something that it, it makes me feel whole. It makes me feel inspired. Sometimes it can make me angry. Like I know um, Three Days Grace, their song Riot. I know that's something that can easily make me feel like I want to go into fight mode. Uh, but it's also something that um, can be so... It can make me feel like just beautiful too so, on the inside. So it's it's a genre and a style that makes you feel a lot of things. Yes, it makes me feel a lot of things, and I think I just I feel like you do just kind of you do kind of know like 
when you have that definition of what what is rock music in your mind, you just kind of know. So I think you can hear new artists coming out and be like, that's not rock music. I don't know why they're considering okay. that. So I, I guess for me, that's what it is. I think it is just a feeling based. It's something that okay. I, I'm drawn to. So so it's very personal is what it's you're saying. It's very personal, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I can get behind that. Uh, Steven, what would, you, uh, what would your definition of rock music be? With the instruments... You kind of need a percussion, may not if not drum set, at least some kind of perca- percussion to drive the song, and then the guitar is very important for me. Uh-huh. But it's definitely a an attitude. Like there's got to be yeah. the Melly's talking about personal, how it's like personal, but it's got that that attitude's got tra- transformed into some kind of high energy. Uh-huh. Uh I agree. Whether you know you could be you could be angry or you can be happy, you can just be in love, you can be broken, but there's the motion is you wear your, your heart in your sleeve okay. for rock music and that it's using that emotion to drive the song absolutely i, I agree with that 100 percent. so uh, what we have is uh it the genre is very personal and then uh the genre is very emotionally vulnerable uh you would say um all right and i know you kind of touched on the sound a little bit and, and i, I want to with my definition i want to focus on the sound also um, and, and for me personally, I know you, you kind of said this, Stephen, but for me, rock music has always been a genre that is very, very influenced by the guitar. And obviously not every rock song features the guitar heavily, but for my uh, personal taste and my personal preference, guitar needs to be in the song somewhere, or at least a part of the band, if you will. Because obviously, you know, most rock bands have the ballad that's just piano or just vocals or, or things of that nature. But generally, if you're going to have a rock band and I'm going to consider them a rock band, there needs to be a guitar player on top of that. Like as Steven mentioned, there needs to be a uh, drummer or someone that's kind of handling percussion. Because, uh, like he mentioned, the uh, the beat very much drives the song. Um, it's a very, very significant part of uh, the genre. And so for me... The instrumentation is very, very important uh, when it comes to the genre of rock. Um, I also agree that the lyrical content um, generally is of an intense nature or a very vulnerable nature. Um, but obviously, within the genre of rock, there are so many subgenres that kind of fall into that. But and we'll maybe touch on that a little bit. But I, the main thing I want to kind of deal with is the the broad genre of rock. What fits within that genre? And obviously, everyone has very different opinions. So I know we're we're opening up a bit of can of worms here. But let's go ahead and dive in uh, and look at the top five rock songs of all time. And uh, I've gotten these lists from a couple different websites. And obviously, you know, again, these are you know picks that are probably not surprising to a lot of people that listen to a lot of music. But um, let's just kind of go, I'm going to go ahead and just throw these out here just to kind of uh, hopefully create some conversation in regards to the genre. But um, the first on, according to planetrock.com, number one is Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. And that was released in 1971. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, which was released in 1975. Free Bird by Leonard Skinner, which was released in 1973. Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple, which was released in 1972. Yeah. And then Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd, which was released in 1979. And I think it's safe I'm, to say yeah. that according to uh, PlanetRock.com... They love the 70s, Yeah, huh? if, 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 <laughs> if it's a rock song, it's from the 70s. So, But um, what in regards to kind of like the sound according to like... If we look at a lot of top lists for, oh, these are the best examples of what rock is. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously... 
they include guitar, they include drums, they include, you know, typically maybe rough or some kind of variation of extreme vocals, whether that's like, you know, really high pitched singing or some kind of like, uh, you know, screaming or just something a little out there. And then obviously there's guitar distortion, that type of thing. Um, how does that compare to kind of a modern day interpretation of what rock music is considered to be when you have bands like Breaking Benjamin, Chevelle, Linkin Park? How, like, yeah. what, what are the, what are kind of the, the differences and similarities? And is it the type of thing that, and again, this might seem like a bit of a prudish thing to say, but do you think that the genre of rock has changed to such a degree that it's no longer considered to be like, pure rock in a way mm -hmm. or do you think that it's uh or, or do you think it's the type of thing that like 50 years down the road we're gonna look back at breaking benjamin like oh man they're they're like led zeppelin and oh yeah you know nirvana that's like you know deep purple well and stuff like here, that. here's the thing so i think the 70s were a great time in rock music i believe that all forms of music are are cyclical and so I feel like they always come back around and one's going to be more popular than the other. I feel like all of them do that. I feel you can see that. Um, well, I mean, hip hop is still relatively new compared to a lot of genres of music. Yeah, because when you look but, at when rock started, it was it was kind of founded in the 1950s yeah. from the genre, like folk and blues and classical and things of that nature. So it's but crazy even to think like, rock, it's not like rock has been around forever. And then ex you're exactly right. But Melanie, even Elvis, I mean, new. he's like the king of rock and roll, right? Yeah. Technically. Yeah, and I mean, if we look at Elvis today, we'd probably go, that is not rock music at all. But, but, but the thing is, is at the time he was doing something that sounded different. Yes. And. But and here and here and here, this is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, And you're exactly on point with that. I kind of think that maybe a big uh, aspect to rock is the fact that to a certain extent, there needs to be this element that kind of makes it, and this might be a controversial opinion, but it kind of makes it like something that your parents might be uncomfortable with. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I, I agree be with that. Be because here's I the thing. I actually think that's a very great point, PJ. Because here's the thing. When you, when you think about like old rock and roll music like Elvis, you know, the the parents not a fan. They were like, "Oh man, that that lad's shaking his hips, and it's yeah. all inappropriate." But then all the kids loved it. Yeah, I mean, Elvis would be pop for most people nowadays. Yeah. But, but at the time, pop was like listening to Bing Crosby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you got Elvis. <laughs> and so it, yeah. it was it was a very different time. But then but then obviously now our grandparents are like, "Oh Elvis, that's some good stuff," you know. But then, like, you know, they might see a band like Korn or System of a Down and be like, oh, my goodness, this well, is I terrible. I mean, enter you know? 1990s and you have Metallica with Enter Sandman and yeah. then you have Nirvana and then you have all these bands that, you know, a lot of a lot of rock bands in the 80s have been like they've described that music and they're like, that was kind of scary. Like, yeah. especially when the grunge kind of movement started happening and the punk music really uh -huh. started taking off. Like for a lot of these like traditional 70s and even like 80s rock bands, they've described that as a very, like they didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Like it, it was a huge change in music. And, and today we look at all of it and we say, oh no, it was all rock music. Very different sounds, very different things that I think that they were singing about sometimes. But it was all rock music. I, 
here's the thing. I think that rock music, there's constantly good things being made. Like you can't negate, you can't say, oh, I, I, I hear a lot of people doing this where they're like the 80s. That was just that crazy time in history. Crazy clothing, crazy hair, 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 hair crazy, metal. crazy music. And that's something that's never going to be revisited. But I got to tell you, um, I think it is kind of being revisited because I've seen a lot of that fashion kind of coming back. I've seen a lot of those sounds like the synthesizers are definitely coming back. And that's what I mean by it being cyclical. And that's the thing is it may not necessarily have been made in that decade, Mm -hmm. you know, but we can't just negate the fact that there aren't some some similarities there. Like we can't say this is a new form of music. I think that they're very similar in their own way. So if you're talking about music that's synthesizers, that's primarily considered pop, ultimately it still falls in the category of pop. Do you think that rock is a genre? Like, because obviously there is rock and then there is classic rock. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, at what point does something become like a classic rock song? Like, is it is it 100% a timetable? Like, once it's this old, it becomes classic rock? Or do you think it's kind of the way the culture views it in a way. To me, it's not just about how old the music is. Like, to me, Pearl Jam is never going to be classic rock. Nirvana okay. will never be a classic rock. Oh, and why is that? Well, it's, it's all, you know, it's alternative rock is at the times what they called it because it was a, you know, a step away from the glam rock of the 80s. Okay. And classic rock is not, you listen to state the radio station, it's not just, oh, this is the, the old guys listen to um, when they're driving the Harley Davidson. Yeah. It's like, it's an attitude. And, and just like rock is an attitude. And it's not just a genre. It's not just a time period. So I'm kind of picking up what you're saying. So, so like, oh, like, for example, say you have a band like the White Stripes, who their sound is very, very similar to a lot of the classic rock sounds, where it's very kind of inspired by blues and things of that nature. Would you say that because of the fact that they're deriving so much sound and influence from classic rock, they would automatically be defined as classic rock? Or do you think, like, because I know you said that time yeah, isn't a big yeah, part of it. Do you think that time still plays a minor part? Well, yeah, it? obviously it, does, it has to because it's such a loaded term. Like, you know, that would just be confusing to call the White Stripes classic rock. And yeah. then, I mean, you get, they throw in this new term, in you to anything, you can throw that there, new classic or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, Post-classic rock. Because <laughs> you just spat all over my <laughs> Like, I, Sorry. I, I love the I love the struts. I love this British band that's a really mm-hmm. throwback band. Um, you know, they'll glam rock and it's it's you know, it's twenty eighteen, they'll still play it out. You know, we're talking about rock music and and maybe what we're saying is true, but I do believe that after a certain point, I do think that the music that was popular in the nineties and stuff is gonna be classic rock. My reason for this is I've seen this with country music. So in Houston we have a classic country music station. Now when I was growing up, everybody listened to like Clint Black and Garth Brooks and George Strait and all of these amazing country artists that were around at that time that were very big and popular, especially um, in the 90s that, yeah, people are all on board to listen to still now because they are some of the greatest musicians in that category of music. But now they're also played on the classic rock station. That's becoming more and more popular. So you're not, you know, you have like your really old country musicians and you can, you know, 
you can hear it in the recording just how old it is because there's all the cracking and popping because that's just how old that recording of yeah. country music is. But now it is being mixed in on these classic country stations with, you know, these 90s country songs that were so popular. Um, and I think for me, I think every I think every genre does have its timetable. Rock may, may just take a little longer to really age to that point. Okay. But I think, I mean, country's definitely done it because I've seen that. I think pop music can definitely do that because I feel like I've seen that. And even even if we go into hip hop and we look at, you know, what Tupac was creating Mm -hmm. compared to um, a newer rapper fresh, you know, on the scene Uh now... I mean, I do feel like they're they're very different sounds, even though the same category. And so, if there was like a classic rap or hip hop station, there it is. I've listened okay. To it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank so. you for clarifying. But the thing is, is you might see more and more of these artists. I think just the timetable for the category of music, rock may just take a longer time to get to that point. Okay. Okay. Do you that, know what that, I mean? That's a, that's a fair point. And and one thing I'm kind of curious about. Um, and this is kind of transitioning away from what we're talking about, but it still applies. Uh, one thing I want to know is. For and y'all person and for each of y'all and I want to I want to hear from um, all three of us in regards to this. When I say rock song, not classic rock, not grunge rock, not hard rock, not metal, not any just rock music. What would you say is like an example? Like, give me a band or give me a song, some, some something that for you personally. When I say, oh, what's a rock song? Like, say, like, like, let's speak hypothetically. Like, say I'm someone that doesn't really know a lot about music and I've never heard a rock song, and you get to share what you consider to be a rock song with someone. What would be a band or song that you would recommend as, hey, this is what my interpretation of rock, the rock genre, would be? Blood by Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's going wow. very new. The song, very new. Song released on yesterday. Very good, but yeah. yeah. Okay. You so know, blood. I, well, hold on, hold on. Blood by Breaking Benjamin. Why? Why is that your pick? If that's not gonna get you pumped up, then I don't know what else will. Okay. Okay. So it's got a it's got a pump up aspect to it. Okay, I like that, Melanie. So here's the thing. If there was like an alien that came to this planet and asked me what rock music is, I would have a hard time answering that. I really would because there's a part of me that's like uh, Working Man by Rush or I could go even I could be like Shallow Waters by Demon Hunter. I think it could go either direction. For me, what rock music that I would want to listen to, it's just like how I'm feeling. Do you know what I mean? I I, I, I get that. But just just I I would have a hard time just like saying just off the cuff. Name one song that is like you guys. I just named two. Well, just okay. Pick one. (laughs) Pick one. The rock song. Pick one. Okay. Well, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Rush song that I mentioned because I don't think Demon Hunter is for everybody. Obviously. Okay, but Rush is. Um, I think it's (laughs) I think it's more tolerable for more people, and with that, I would have to go with um, you know a. A Rush song, like okay. even Spirit of the Radio or whatever, just maybe Rush as a band oh, in general. Okay. So, okay, so um, I'm gonna go ahead and share what the song I would pick would be, and this is an extremely hard question. And truth be told, I think that this is the type of thing that would change every single day for me, because honestly. I, I listen to a lot of music, and it feels like every day I have a new song that I just can't get enough of. Um, but I'm just going to speak off uh, the top of my head here and just kind of share what's on the heart right now. And I think I would have to go with 
Lithium by Nirvana. Oh, come <laughs> on. Okay. okay. I know that, that probably seems like a curveball and really random, but um, and let me let me explain why. Um, I think when it comes to capturing the intensity and the aggressiveness and the uh, what rock music can be, um, what rock music can represent, what rock music can make people feel, I think that's a good example of. Because it's the type of thing that obviously you have classic rock that at this point is, um, you know, it's it's enjoyed by a lot of people. And it's not necessarily something that, and again, I think it's because as as human beings, we've, you know, evolved and developed a lot. And so when we hear something like Stairway to Heaven or, you know, Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd, it, it, it doesn't really, there's nothing about it that feels heavy at all. It, it doesn't really like... Like, you could hear that in a hotel lobby and not be like, whoa, man, what are they blasting? Mm -hmm. But again, I know I am, you know, I'm a younger individual, so I'm sure that there might be people out there that are a little older that would be like, well, no, that's some heavy stuff. I'm not even comfortable listening to that, you know? Um, but for me, rock music, there there needs to be a bit of an intensity. And obviously, that changes in the times, and I'm sure 50 years in the future, people are going to look at songs like Lithium and be like, wow, that's like classical music, you know? So it seems like you're going more with, like, Stevens, like, definition of it being an attitude it's an attitude exactly thing. It, it's, it's a feeling and it's an edge to it exactly and, okay. and i think that i would that's what i would want to communicate to someone about rock music is there, there's an edge there's an edge i mean to i agree that there's genres. an edge like I, yeah. do, I i agree with what you're saying that there Definitely. is an edge and, to and, rock music and, here, and here's the thing i'm it's aware just that how hard that edge is yeah, exactly. you know <laughs> and and uh, for me personally i'm the type of person that i like my edge to be like a dagger if you will and it'll stick <laughs> with people well we could probably get a little harder than nirvana then <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so now, and and again, obviously, I know that when I said that, probably people are freaking out, like Nirvana. What in the world are you living in the nineties? Um, but it's the type of thing that yes, for me, yes, we were. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it's just the type of thing that for me, I think I think it's just a good example of uh, what a rock song can be. Um, also, I think it's the type of thing that. Everyone likes to talk about Smells Like Teen Spirit. And quite frankly, I think Nirvana has better rock songs that yeah. are way more intense and uh, push the genre a lot more than uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit ever did. Um, but I I just think that's the one that came to my head in the moment. And truth be told, tomorrow it would probably be a different song. So, And, and we're all talking about hard rock, but rock is so huge now. It's just a fragmented genre. Mm -hmm. There's all this indie rock that's out, out there that... You know, the edge might not be obvious to you, all the high energy, like, well, what about, like, um, Kaleo or something? How they rock, or folk rock, or... Yeah. Um, but there's still, you know, there's still the... Um, you're still putting the passion into your music that uh -huh. has... That is driven by that beat. Rock is something, you, you know... I don't want to just talk specifically about instruments, or it has to have this, this, and this, and it can't have this. It's just, it's more like something you just feel inside you. Yeah, and I know we kind of touched on that early on, um, but uh, one band I was just looking up that kind of is a, uh, a good example of, you know, uh, kind of an indie band that has that, uh, and Melly and I actually saw them in concert, is uh, Silver Sun Pickups. Uh, they have some songs that are, you know, definitely on the heavier side from a guitar perspective, but then sometimes it's not necessarily something that feels immensely heavy. You know, sometimes it's almost, I hate to use the word melancholy, but sometimes these indie bands can kind of get into an arena art, you know, of Monsters and Men might be a good example of that as well. I and mean, I, you know, it's We're funny. talking about the blues and there's, you know, because rock came from the blues. Yeah, there's a lot of blues influence to that. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and the truth is, and I could go on for days about the blues. The blues is incredible. Um, 
but it's the type of thing for me that like I I think oh man see now I'm second guessing what I said can I can I say something real fast yeah and so um you know I think it's interesting that you brought up Silver Sun pickups because I felt that energy and loved them so much in concert and then I feel like when I listen to them like on Spotify after the fact, because I was so interested in them after the concert, um, I, I felt like it definitely felt different. So like, it, like the energy wasn't there. Maybe it was the energy wasn't there, but I felt like in a way it was a different type of music. And I gotta be honest, I haven't listened to them ever since I would see them again in concert because it was so good. And I did feel like it was very rocky and stuff in concert, but actually listening to the you know album that was produced with the same songs that they did in concert i sat there and i was like why does this sound different okay you this know? this this brings up a great point that i want to i want to get uh, thoughts from both of y'all on and that is uh the live aspect of rock music um how important is it to be able to uh, basically project that emotion and that intensity in concert. Is it the type of thing that rock musicians, it's all about the, like the music that's produced on the album, or is it kind of almost equally, if not more important, about performing that music? You know, for me, PJ, I think that's the thing. So I, I think the problem is, and, and this might be why I, I consider a lot of bands nowadays not to be rock music is because the things that they are recording are so computerized, so overproduced. There's too many, you know, hands in the pot, if you will. Okay. And so the thing is, is that it, it can't be replicated back on stage. The thing that you're hearing on the album is very hard unless they are playing, you know, what was recorded in the studio which I know people do that, it feels, it's just not as, like when you're hearing it on the stage, it's very different from the album. And that's hard for me. And so that's when I'm like, I think that's something that rock has over other genres is that the fact that when they play it on stage, it's either just as good, if not better, usually, than how it is on the album. But it sounds similar still. Okay. It doesn't sound like this could be a totally different band or genre of music. I, but, I mean, for me, it's not It's not so critical. Like, it's super cool if they could play exactly, like, they could play all the stuff that they did in, in studio. Um, but if they're playing, like, some electronic track just recorded... The, it, the important thing to translate live is the energy and the attitude that that was really the yeah. essence of the rock music. And so if you got to be able to show that in, in live, it's not necessarily can you play everything perfect? Can you play exactly like it was on the recorded song? But can you can you translate the energy or maybe even spice it up? But see, I think, the, the I think we can all look at the Black Eyed Peas concert in Super Bowl. And the thing is, the energy years ago. Think that, back years ago. This that was is pretty much bad. this pretty much killed. I feel like that killed that band. It but almost the, killed the Super Bowl. It killed the Super Bowl. But the thing is, is like so they were very popular. They actually made Katy Perry look good. Yeah. yeah. So they were very popular at that time, obviously, and a lot of their music was being played. And when you listen to their music that had been produced in the studio, it sounded amazing. It sounded like flawless. The vocals were amazing. Yeah. And all that. Okay, I'm not saying I'm a fan of them, but hear me out. My thing, though, is once so they got terrible. to the Super Bowl, 
the stage of all stages to perform on where they have everything everything going for them, right? They have, I mean, people are throwing money to make that the most spectacular performance of anybody's lifetime, okay? They failed. Why did they do that? Because vocally, they couldn't replicate what they had done in the studio and there was energy there there was like lights and all kinds of effects there yeah, but human, it human it, passion it, it just was flat so out li- soulless. it flat out sucked because they're not they were not as talented as they led on to be the thing is is that's the problem with a lot of pop music is all those imperfections Okay, in rock music, those imperfections are usually embraced. So if somebody's voice is kind of gruff, that's usually embraced and celebrated. And that is something that differentiates rock music from a lot of other. Yeah, no, I I agree. Pop music is generally very polished, whereas rock music generally, at at least the memorable, a a lot of the memorable rock music is generally a little rough around the edges. And, And I completely agree with that. And I know we've kind of talked about that earlier. Um, and I also agree that, you know, a lot of the best rock music embraces imperfections. I mean, like, uh, I know we talked about them earlier, but the White Stripes are a great example of a band that kind of embraces imperfections. Like, not everything is smooth on a lot of their recordings. And then even in concert, it's like they kind of roll with the punches when it comes to, like, mistakes or, oh, a wrong note was hit and just things like that. Um, how, how much of that do you think, uh... And do you think that's something that's not necessarily, oh, all rock bands need to kind of, you know, are all rock bands have that attitude? Or do you think it's just some rock bands? Or do you think that that idea is inherently something that belongs in the rock genre? Or kind of what are your perspectives on that exactly? That doesn't decide you as a rock band. There's some super well, overly produced uh, music. Like I think of like Star Set would be an example. Yeah. Oh, like that's a rock, that's still rock. It's it's okay. all produced, and then you go. I've looked. I've looked at video. I haven't seen them See, live. I saw a video, and they'll probably... just press some buttons most of the time for the live shows. But it's intense, man. They all got those stupid those snow globes on their heads and stuff, and the crowd's going nuts. That is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. In my life. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So I, here, and now we're now we're getting some uh, some juicy material here. What, uh, Melanie, would you consider them I to know, be a rock band? I know that they're very popular. Speak from the heart. I don't care if they're popular. <laughs> I know that they're very popular. Here's the thing. Maybe they are a new type of rock music. I just don't know if I'm on board with calling them a rock group at this time. Okay. Does that make sense? You definitely need to show them to an alien. They'll be impro- the aliens will be intimidated by all this technology we I, have. I don't know if they would. The aliens are way more technically advanced than we are. Especially if the, if the technology is 100% just for show. If the aliens are able to travel like light years and then still be alive and all this i mean okay we're getting way on top uh, okay okay so so the so <laughs> their the ma- technology is better <laughs> okay so so the major the major part of the uh the your issue with star set is the fact that it's not necessarily 100 percent focused on the instrument here's the so thing i of, i can I, a lot of pushing buttons i understand that some rock artists are very overproduced but the thing like i do understand that i think a better example for me personally, because this is something I, I probably know a little more about, is Red. Okay, so they are probably one of the most overproduced rock bands in the history whoa, of rock whoa, bands. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
well, you, you uh, gotta know your audience here. I yeah. believe Red is the greatest band on the planet. Red, oh, is, Red is the best. Look rock at band Stephen ever. Fisher for Light. Red is the best rock band no, ever. No, this, like, comment, subscribe. Thanks for listening, everyone. No, <laughs> okay, no, hold audience. on, hold no, on. No, 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 no. So here's the. Th- I was gonna. Uh, did I say Red was bad? No, no, you're, I didn't say Red was we're bad. Just playing, we're just I was going based on this topic of can a rock band be. Uh, like way overproduced and still be considered rock. Oh, I think I, I it agree, can I be. I think I would still consider Red, even though they have all these different sounds. And obviously, their last album had a lot of um, electronic, I it would was. say, m- mixes and things in it. It's still very much a rock band. Yeah. I think that they still go up on stage, play their instruments, and it still sounds similar. They just might have a guy, you know, working a thing, like a booth or something during the process, but they're still very much playing their instruments. It's still a rock band, even though, yes, they are very overproduced. So I I can understand that point that that's not necessarily a determining factor of what is rock and what is not rock. But I can say I think that you have to be able to go up there. And and I know you could go into other categories and be like, well, folk does it. Well, great, that's folk. But anyways, I think, though, that um, there's just a lot of new sounds coming out. And I can tell you, it kind of scares me because if I'm being honest, I don't know if I want my rock music to sound like that. I want okay. my I want my Rosic my my Rosic my rock music to still have attitude. I I like music at its like being pure at its most natural form. So if it sounds like it was made in a garage, wonderful. That is perfect for me. And I think I do fear the fact that rock music may be coming way more produced and way more like oh, a guy is making this awesome drum fill, but it's all on the computer. He's not actually going out and learning to play the drums. That's kind of scary to me. Okay. Do one, you know what I one, mean? One thing I want to kind of jump jump, and I'm curious about um, is in regards to the fact that obviously, you know, there's always going to be this attitude of, oh, the, the old days, you know, they were so much better and grass is always greener and that type of thing. Um, but I'm curious because I, I, I do believe that it's the type of thing that, we could as you know as a basically planet and as the genre of rock kind of evolves and that type of thing do you think we could get to a point where it's it's not really rock anymore it's something new like maybe maybe we we stretch the genre outside of the realm where it it really should be does that make sense mm-hmm. like do you, do you think we could push the sounds to an extent where it's like we either create a new genre or it just you know, we, we could totally, we're totally making new genres every day. Yeah, and I, and and I agree that, with that. But I'm saying, like, but, as far as fitting me, under the rock yeah, umbrella, yeah, but, because for me personally, metal, grunge, all this stuff still works within the rock umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think rock will never die? Never die? Yeah, no, I agree. In with my, that. It, what I, you're asking me, yeah. It, it's never going to die. Because, like, I, how I define rock about the attitude and the spirit of it, it's not about the instruments. And we can incorporate the bass. Guitar may be obsolete in a hundred years. We may have all these new sounds, but it will still be. So we can invent all these new. There's all these new like step house trap. They just throw on these new new wave uh, Wikipedia genres that mean really don't mean anything. And th- we're gonna invent those every day. Yeah, but that's true. <laughs> you can still fit it in into some kind of rock. 
when the yeah. attitude. I mean, the thing is, I think everybody wants to be different. Everybody wants to be that unique thing and that next big thing and that next, you know, they're wanting to push the envelope. And I, I can get on board with that. I think my thing is right now, yes, there is new forms of music being made. Is it rock music? I'm not sure because I think a lot of the stuff that we are considering rock music is probably 70% pop. And then 30% rock. 70%? No, no, no. Here, listen, listen. Because I really do feel like it's just pop. Okay. It's just pop music or it's rock music. So the system is is in in error. I am looking, I am really looking for these indie rock bands and these, um, like these people, these experimental rock bands and things like that to kind of lead us into the new future of rock. And I think that they are. Are, I just think that they're not very big right now. I don't think rock music in general is very big right now. Yeah, so we're not giving them any attention. And so until it kind of, like I said, it's cyclical. So until it kind of comes back around where rock music really is more present in the song, then maybe we'll move on. So just like, you know, we're not listening to music that necessarily sounds like the Beatles, but a lot of our rock bands were influenced by the Beatles. And then there's bands that were influenced by those bands who were influenced by the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And it does kind of progress. But the thing is, is they're not necessarily identical to them. Okay. In my opinion. And and PJ, you talk about how rock might have to be some kind of counterculture thing. And the problem today is like rap has taken over as the, absolutely really the anti-establishment. I agree with that. Meant. Um, and it's, it's getting, got so twisted up in politics now. So it's, it, that's frustrating to me, uh, because I think there's so much you can do from rock that rap actually doesn't allow, um, when opposed to just, uh, you know, fighting the system, you think of like rise against and like the best stuff they did and system of a down. They're pretty, pretty, pretty political. Pretty political also. We don't like you, George Bush. Well, it's, I'm just waiting for the good, like I, the Donald Trump songs. I'm waiting for the good ones that they you really know, I rip am into too, them. Steven. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because like you know, and this is one thing I actually laughed about because obviously you have uh you know punk rock bands like Green Day, who you know they they're very vocal in their perspective when it came to George Bush, and uh, quite frankly, I think a lot of people were rolling their eyes back in the day, and and then uh, when Trump got elected, we just didn't know what was coming. <laughs> yeah, well, Trump Trump got elected, and yeah. then the Green Day was. I remember they were in concert, and I, and I saw some headline where he was like, you know, Billy Joe was at a concert, and he was like, I don't want to go back to you know America because Trump is president. I'm like. Uh, I was like, okay, look, you had your time to be upset with politics. Now, I don't really think a lot of people care. You know? it's in like, some I'm, ways, Obama killed rock. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I've heard Everyone that. Was, all, the, all the liberal rock bands couldn't get upset anymore. Well, it's funny because I, I, I heard, I heard that, I've heard that argument. And I've also heard people talk about how politics is a great uh, catalyst for uh, rock music. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's. Politics is a good way to get people upset and singing songs about stuff like that. Uh, my opinion uh, is actually that we could have great rock music that completely is outside of the realm of politics. And we can sing about personal things. And I'm not saying just relationships. I'm talking about the struggles of uh, humanity. Because I, I think of a lot of the uh, rock bands and rock albums that I thoroughly enjoy, they have nothing to do with politics, you know? It's like they might play a minor role, but it's like, Overall, for me personally, while I don't mind bands getting political, I think a lot of times 
it serves as more of an annoyance for me. There's there's very yeah. few political albums that I listen to that I'm like, oh yeah, no, I, I think this is all right. They, they don't date well. Yeah, exactly. You have to think yeah. about why why are you upset about this like p- politician? Get to the root of it, and what's kind of like the the so- you look at the, like the the social effects of it, and uh, you mentioned nothing more, and that how that's you kind of felt like the newest album is kind of political. Yeah, no, and, it is political. Yeah. And, and the way they approach it was it's sort of refreshing. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't preachy. It's not like telling you what to believe. It's it's like, hey, you need to figure out for yourself. You can't be just spoon fed from what you see on social media. And, and it's the type of thing also because you know you know if you compare like a band like System of a Down to Nothing More, and System of a Down is talking about bombing the desert and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, so in 50 years, people are gonna listen to this and go like, what? You know. Um, and, and so it's the type of thing for me that like nothing more deals with politics, like you said, in a way that it, it almost feels like it transcends uh, the era that it's in. Like it, it you're going to be able to relate to tracks, uh, at least from my perspective, and you know, I'm just sharing my opinion. You're going to be able to relate to songs like uh, Do You Really Want It and Let Them Burn well beyond the current climate politically. Exactly. And you think about the best political songs in the past, like a lot of the great anti-Vietnam songs, anti, mm-hmm. anti-war anti on Vietnam, uh-huh. they, they, they're they applicable today. Absolutely. Fortunate Son, that's a classic. Yeah. Today. I mean, here's the thing, though. I think right now is that, um, like we were kind of saying, like, I don't think that there's just a lot of rock bands talking about political things. And I know we are kind of, we mentioned this earlier, but I think what rock did is then when Obama became president, I'm not trying to make this this political thing, but when Obama became president, everybody was kind of happy with that. At least um, your very liberal musicians and things like that who were hating so much on George Bush. I think then they turned their focus to like relationships and stuff when they were writing lyrics for music. The problem is, is that is just, such a saturated, you know, thing lyrically because pop music deals with that all the time. And and, and rap music kind of deals with that. The landscape of our culture and everything, I think that, and obviously I know, you know, the, the joke of Obama killed rock has been tossed around before. But I think for me, a part that played a bigger part in it is just, you know, the, the changing culture and technology and all that stuff. And and the fact that there's all these new elements that can be incorporated in music. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, the songs that are... So on do you think ra- people are playing more with sounds than they are with lyrics? I think to a certain extent, yes. I, I think to a certain extent, yes. Um, because you think about it, because back in the day, everything that was recorded had to be recorded on, like, you know, vinyl and that type of thing. Um, and it, you know, had to be performed in the studio. And there weren't, like, all these computers that you could use. And now it's you have these computers that you can create and organize every song imagine every sound imaginable like if you want to have a a bagpipe in your song no problem you can do that if you want to have a, some mongolian throat singer you can have that in your song no problem anyone can be an artist now it's 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 a lot easier the it's very easy to enter, enter in and this the market got so oversaturated that the only way you're going to stand up out above the crowd is not actually your talent, but just being a celebrity, being famous. Yeah. Okay. And that's why it's a lot easier for these solo. You see all these solo artists in pop and rap to get more recognition. Well, uh, and I think I think being a yeah, I agree with you, but then I also think being a character is a big helpful part of that, and I, I think that's with every genre. Like obviously with rap, you have artists like Kanye West. You know, he's a huge character, 
and massively successful. And obviously, I think from a musical standpoint, I think there's a lot of talent there. But I think a lot of people are interested in his music because of how kind of crazy, bonkers, out of control he is. Do you think? So do you think rock today? Do you think we need more like this crazy? Uh, oh, I front think we, men. I, I think more we have personality. People. I think we have people. I mean, like Jack White is a perfect example of that. A lot of people think he's like the Willy Wonka yeah, of rock here, music. But here's you know? the thing: is we have to face the facts that Jack White is older. He's not. Yeah, he's not yeah, like new new bands that come up. I think yeah, he's talking about new because we can go back and say like Freddie Mercury was a huge character. Oh yeah, well he's a massive personality. You know, and, but and that that's, a, that's kind of an older. And the, the thing is, is talking to these kids like because these kids weren't even really born that are in school right now when the white stripes okay. were a okay, thing. Okay, okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I have so, I have a great example of this. So Ozzy Osbourne, yes, with Black Sabbath, he was. He, I mean, he was a character. I mean, he was a dark character, but he was a character. And a lot of people were drawn to kind of how oddball and crazy he was. He perfectly fit into the realm of rock. Kurt Cobain was a bit of a character. Very oddball and definitely, you know, kind of a bit of a, you know, rebel. But he, he, he was a bit of a character that people really enjoyed and they kind of fell in love with. Uh, obviously, like I mentioned, Jack White before. Um, a lot of, you know, like Led Zeppelin, when they were popular, a lot of people were like, man, these guys look crazy. The hair metal bands of the 80s, they're like, man, these guys look crazy. Yes, so- but, but the thing is, is what new bands are doing that now? Okay, okay. Those, I'm going to say... There's a uh, Ghost BC, oh, now oh, called Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I th- think it, yeah. Okay, here's here's the thing. Here's That's the thing. like a, I don't know. It's I, like a made up. I, I, I agree. No, no, no. Like it, it's. It feels more like a um, an act. Like a cartoon. Oh, cartoon. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I Dude, not they live no that. hate. That is, they live that. No hate, but that's obviously like. Well, I think because like, like Freddie Manson. Mercury was yeah. very much a person. They like he wasn't. Game, you know, he may have had worn some crazy things, but he was not. You know. But it's also. I mean, for cartoon me, character. For me, it's all. All this stuff. It brings about like. You know, you have the Freddie Mercury, or you have the Led Zeppelins who bring about the Freddie Mercury's, who bring about the Kirk Cobain's, who bring about the Marilyn Manson's, who bring about the Ghost. And it's like it's this forever like pushing desire to be more intense and take things to the next level and be even more. They also seem to get progressively yeah. darker shock, and scarier. Yeah, shock, <laughs> yeah, shock value is not what it used to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing. Like now, you can only push it so far because Ozzy Osbourne. For, for crying out loud, he already already bit off the head of a bat that was alive. So I'm like, I don't know if we can go past that. That's pretty intense right there. But, you know, the music industry will always push and try new things, you know? And so for me, it's the type of thing that, like, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying that rock is dead. I firmly believe that it's not. But I think the... the I don't think any of it's the, dead. The progression, I think we're building on it. The, well, the progression of rock has to change. It has to adjust you know and i mm-hmm. and i think if you look at bands like um my chemical romance um and, and again I, you know obviously i think you know the whole emo culture can sometimes be a little annoying um but i think as far as their contribution to the world of rock i, I think that it kind of um it pushed the genre into a direction that i think is interesting because it 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 it's not because obviously performance-related things is a part of rock music, and it's always been a part of rock music. I mean, it's, you know, Led Zeppelin's hair. It's Ozzy Osbourne biting off the head of a bat. But it's the type of thing that it's like, it's show for a purpose. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, the past bands didn't have it with a purpose. But for me, and maybe I'm totally offline when I say this, but 
for me, when I look at uh, bands like My Chemical Romance, it's it's very much visual. Everything is very visually oriented for a very specific purpose. And there are bands that are still doing that to this day. And one band that I kind of think of that reminds me of that is 21 Pilots. And obviously, I know a lot of people are kind of on the fence on whether or not they're a rock band. I myself am a little torn on whether or not I'm comfortable calling them a rock band just because of the fact that, you know, they're not... They break a lot of the rules that I kind of generally equate with rock musicians. But when I look at, like, lyrical focus, when I look at kind of you know, the characters, and again, I'm not, they're not playing characters, but just kind of the vibe and whatnot, even if the sound doesn't necessarily line up with what I generally equate with rock, a lot of the other aspects really kind of feel like rock to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally get the vibe. And you talk about MCR and this new, new movements in, in rock today. And there's this, like, in the, in the early 2000s, you had this, like, emo yeah. style. Yes. And nowadays, it's, it's called more like metalcore, I believe, would be what you call it. Um, I'm thinking like Bring Me the Horizon or Asking Alexandria. These are amazing bands, and they're doing great new stuff even today uh, over the last 10 years or so, more than just the 2000s. And so you think like, oh, emo, we just kind of make fun of that that phase, but it's evolved over time. And there's still some some bands that are kind of like living the past, but then there's other stuff that's blazing ahead. Well, I think it's funny to me because when I think about like, okay, when, I think when some people think about emo, they, you know, maybe they automatically go to MCR, in which case, bravo to you. <laughs> but I think a lot of people might think of like Dashboard Confessional or like Fallout Boy. And while, you know, I, I do think all those things fit within the umbrella of emo, I think it's the type of thing that when I think of emo personally... Um, and, I, and let me clarify, in high school, I was definitely not an emo. I was the skinny redhead that made movies, so I, I definitely didn't necessarily fit into that category. But when it came to the music, I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. Like, I, I, My Chemical Romance was, obviously, the Black Parade was incredible. I, I think that album is awesome. Um, but I think to a certain extent, they were a bit of ahead of their time when it came to the rock music they were playing with. And I think even now, a lot of this music is kind of, I hate to say resurfacing, but it's definitely kind of being respected a lot more than it was necessarily back then. Yeah. Well, I'm speaking as the person who dated the emos. and <laughs> How were the emos? <laughs> the emos. Um, I'm joking. Uh, but yes. But <laughs> anyways. Um, but no, seriously. So I'm, I'm thinking about it. And for me, I just felt like the problem, though, was that was such a short-lived phase. And I know you're saying short. that it's something new now, but is it recognized? Like, is there hints of that in there? Like, can you kind of recognize that emo, I guess, ancestry, if you will, in this this new form of music that you were, you brought up earlier, Stephen? Yeah, totally. You like, can? Yeah. I haven't really listened to it, so I'm not well, sure. Like, but I just... Those bands, my... that, those bands, like, I don't know if anyone would know this, but Black Veil Brides are a pretty big band. Yeah. But, like, they're, in my opinion, pretty terrible. Like, they are... This is, like... This is what, like... <laughs> the, like the, yeah, it's like the music. pop emo style. And so it's... So, you know, it's kind of hit and miss, and it's not my full thing. I have to be in a certain attitude. I have to be really in a... I need some hard edge to me when i'm digging but yeah there's some there's some amazing stuff out there okay yeah because i guess for me I, I i almost thought that that 
kind of lasted for maybe five years and died. Well, it, I mean, it's kind of like the grunge movement. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of quick and over. Things ebb and flow. Absolutely. Like, you know, new metal died. You know, I think, I don't think rap rock is, I think rap rock is going to come back too. Rap's big. Rock, rock they come, they, you know, there's so many well, different like it, rise it, and falls. In well, a way, I, it kind of to is. Quote, to quote Mike Shinoda on uh, Linkin Park's first EP, um, uh, he says in one of the songs on there that uh, rap and rock have collaborated for years. And he, and on the song, he's kind of making fun of people that thought that they were this super original band dealing with this concept that had never been touched before. And he's like, you idiots, rap and rock have been collaborating for years. It's like, yeah, no, this, this is something that is a neat idea and it works. And then it, it, it might go away. It might come back. It'll ebb and flow. But no, I agree, Stephen. With the magnitude that uh, rap is right now, I honestly think that, and that's why I think a band like 21 Pilots is so successful and popular because of the fact that they're blending, you know, elements of hip hop with elements of rock and reggae and pop and electronic. And, 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 and I don't want to say, because again, I know I can be, you know, kind of a, oh, all music is awesome type person. But for me personally, I know that there are bands that are like, this is a rock band that makes rock music. And then there are bands that are like, this is a band that just kind of touches on all genres and they just kind of make what they want to make. And I've always really, you know, respected bands like that. Um, and I, and I think for me, uh, considering the fact that you know like rock is a genre that you know it does change it does ebb and flow but it's it's a big part of that is personality it is intensity and all that stuff and i don't think it's going to sound the same um see I, i just think that my problem with it though is when you take a major category of music so pop it is a major category of music rap is a major category of music rock and then then you try to combine them i just don't know if that works so much for me one one thing i'm curious about and i want to hear from both of y'all on this one do you think that there are two genres that if you combine them if you combine them there is one genre that will succeed the other. So if you combined rock and yes. country, does it, does country win over and become it becomes a country song? Or do you think if you combine hip hop and rock, rock wins over and it becomes a rock song? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. What you're no, I mean those those country rock and then there's rock that's country, has a country vibe. Okay. And so I think you got both actually. Okay. But there's one that always kind of takes the forefront. Like the difference between a country rock song that just has like it's you can you can tell a difference between just you know. I don't know. I kind of. I kind of disagree because I I feel like like if pop is introduced into rock music, pop is going to win. Pop is going to win because those aren't pure natural sounds. And I feel, in my personal opinion, rock is all about those pure natural sounds, people playing the instruments. Okay. The computer doesn't have any role in that. And so when you bring that in, I think immediately. So it's like it's like Imagine Dragons stuff. I mean, the thing is, is they are playing their instruments, but there's just such a heavy, you know, influence there that it's just overshadowed. And so for me, I'm like, that's when pop takes over. And for me, whatever rock was in there, it's gone. Okay. You know what I mean? That's fair. So Um, I I just think that combining those things, it's just really scary. Okay. That's all. That's fair. Um, All right. So obviously we've been talking for a considerable amount of time uh, now and hopefully, you know, there might be one or two people still listening to our uh, conversation here. Um, but I just want to thank all of you for uh, um, just listening to our podcast and uh, subscribing and kind of uh, showing an interest yeah. in our... And, and let us know, because we're just kind of spitballing. What do you think? Yeah. How do you define rock? Yeah. And then we also talked about the state of rock now and 
where do you think it can lead? And I think that's a really interesting topic. And I exactly. think we have some good discussions on that. And, and the truth is, is like, obviously, you know, it's, we're just three people that love music. You know, we're not trying to claim that we are these experts, s- experts on the genres yeah. or we, we know not. all things. <laughs> we, we are not. We're just, we're three individuals who love music and love talking about music. And I know, I know for me personally, uh, and I'm pretty sure I can speak for all of us here, rock has always been a big part of my life. And I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. been a big part of all of our lives. And so when it comes to the genre, I will always have a place in my heart that is specially connected to the genre and rock. Um, and I I love it. I love talking about rock. I love listening to rock and all that good stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm sure there's probably some stuff that we said or maybe discussed that you all completely disagree with. And that's totally okay. Um, let and us, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like Steven said, please drop us some feedback and kind of let us know what you think about this new format. Because obviously, I know we've done a lot of album reviews and that type of thing. But I'm curious if you all find this to be enjoyable, if you all enjoy lis- listening us just talk about rock music and stuff. Um, I do want to. I do want to try talking about other, you know, topics and that type of thing. But let us know if if y'all think this is a crazy, uh, crazy rabbit trail that doesn't really interest anyone. That's totally fine. But just let us know and um, be sure to. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud and hit those subscribe buttons and whatnot. And uh, yeah, um, we hope to hear from y'all in the next episode. Thanks for listening.